Today on Sound Sausage, Chris Brooks on telling audio stories through location-based mobile apps. You're listening to Sound Sausage. I just wanted to add one thing. You know, we can really um, break down that fit fourth wall and Let's let people know put a pin what in goes that. into making radio. <laughs> I'm so not used to doing this live. Is there anything about you want us to listen for specifically? Lightning strikes. Lightning strikes. <laughs> Inspiration. Oh, lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Sausage is getting made right now. (laughs) Welcome to Sound Sausage, a show about audio storytelling. Chris Brooks got into radio to make a little grocery money, something his theater background wasn't really providing at the time. In the decades since then, he's become one of Canada's most prolific and award-winning independent documentary producers. Chris recently launched Inside Outside Battery, an app packed with audio stories that play automatically as you walk around his neighborhood in St. John's, Newfoundland. He spoke to us from his studio, which happens to be located at the bottom of the cliff where Marconi received the first ever transatlantic wireless message. I'm JP Davidson. I'm here with Sean Rasmussen. And today our guest is Chris Brooks, um, independent producer Chris Brooks. Uh, hi, Chris. Hello there. Is it fair to say you do you, you do mainly sort of hour-long uh, feature documentaries? Well, or, or less. You know, I, I, I don't do much in the way of like five-minute pieces. Right. There's a certain point at which, and I don't know what it is. I mean, I think there's you know, stories have a beginning and middle and an end, and some stories are more memorable than others and all that sort of stuff. But I, I think you can shrink a story down and down and down. At a certain point, though, I think a story becomes an anecdote. And anecdotes are fine, but they're not terribly gripping. Uh, and I'm not quite sure at what length a story shrinks down into an anecdote, but I think it's, yeah, it's certainly under 10 minutes. Uh, some, somewhere in there, maybe it's under five, but... Um, yeah, so I, I tend to like to do stories, not anecdotes. It's an enviable position to be in, I think, with uh, for for anyone who's who's struggled to fit a uh, a nice story into uh, into four minutes for a morning show or something. Uh, a, a, as I've done, it's uh, <laughs> it can be heartbreaking what uh, what you lose in the process. Um, so so maybe we can uh, yeah shift into talking about the uh, the new app uh, inside outside battery. This is this is outside of your uh, your usual uh, wheelhouse, and uh, and and to to my eyes, I guess uh, anyway, it, it seems you're you're an unlikely uh, app developer, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little old for that. <laughs> can you can you tell us uh, tell us first what is what is uh, inside outside battery? It's uh, I think people are still looking for words to describe these things. It's uh, some people I guess you could call it a location based narrative project. Uh, some people call it locative literature. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of nice buzzwords that people invent. Um, I don't actually have one that seems terribly appropriate. Some kind of geo documentary maybe is what what it is. It's a. Uh, um, I got inspired by, by originally by uh, a colleague, uh, Francesca Panetta, in uh, in London, whom I'd met at various international, uh, you know, symposia and stuff. She works for the Guardian, and uh, also she lives in Hackney. At least I think she does. She works does a lot of work in Hackney, anyway, an area of London. And she did a project about a year and a half ago called Hackney Here, which was a uh, you know I'd call it a geo documentary project. Um, and, uh, so inside, outside is, 
based on uh, it uses a software technology that she recommended to me. So what it is, it's uh, if you walk through an area of St. John's known as the Battery, which is um, if anybody's been to St. John's, you'd, you'd probably know it. There's a very popular walking trail that goes around Signal Hill. Signal Hill is the place where Marconi got the first transatlantic wireless message. And uh, about 80,000 walkers per year go around that trail between May and November, according to Parks Canada that, that counted them. Um, and, and happens to be where your studio is based. Yeah. So they basically walk past my front door. And uh, a lot of them, about at least 50% of them walk by with ear, earbuds in or, or headphones, which kind of has always bugged me because... I mean, I, I, one of the lovely things about living here or anywhere really, but particularly here, is it's right on the harbor. The, the, there's a big soundscape, you know, uh, from my deck or from the road. And the sounds are extraordinarily lovely, you know. Uh, there are some industrial sounds. There, there are a lot of seagull sounds. There's, there's waves. There's, and to me, to walk, to do the whole coastal walk, listening to Arcade Fire for the hundredth time, <laughs> is kind of a waste, you know. Um, and so anyway, it's always bothered me that, that, uh, people are not listening to the place where they are when they walk through here. And, um, so this is a way of infiltrating their, their earbuds, I guess. Inside, outside the batteries. Let's go on a stroll together out to the battery. Just hit play and walk wherever you like along Battery Road, Fort Walter Grave, and the North Head Trail. Where your eyes find rocks, water, and houses outside, your ears will find a secret world inside. Your phone knows where you are, and it'll play sounds and voices automatically. It's triggered by GPS, so don't worry, it won't eat up data charges on your phone. If you walk out of a story and the voice fades out, you can just retrace your steps, and it'll pick up from where it left off. Oh, and keep your eyes out for cars. In the secret world you're listening to, there could still be traffic. Yes, the inside batteries in the food dance. Tell you about the dance hallers, we are sailing along. Here, boy, sit. He said, would you like a stick of gum? As he swerves out of the traffic. You should see the big waves out 20, here. 20, 30, 40,000 every goddamn day. Saucy as a dog. <laughs> yeah. There are about 40 sound files triggered by GPS as you walk through the area. I don't really know how to say how long the area is. I'm very bad at distance, but uh, it's maybe a quarter of a mile, maybe. Maybe it's more like half a mile. Um, and uh, yeah, so as you as you walk, beginning at, at Battery Road, and you walk out towards and onto the, the cliffside trail, uh, every time you pass uh, you know, a particular GPS point that we've, that we've specified, it triggers a, a sound file. And um, the, uh, the area of the battery, they call it the outport in the city, it's, uh, it always was uh, populated by fishermen and longshoremen. And um, it, was a, it was kind of like a small fishing outport, although it's part of the city. That's changing, changing a lot because, uh, uh, you know, because people like me have moved in. I moved in here 25 years ago, so at least I can, I can, be a, kind of, you know, I can say I'm a livier, but, um, but there are a lot of professionals moving in and, uh, and the fishermen and the fishery has been closed since 1992, the cod fishery. So there are no fishermen left here actively fishing. There are some retired fishermen. But anyway, it's an interesting kind of area because it's, it's partly urban and it's partly rural. And um, so that's what the sound project kind of reflects, I hope. 
So if I were walking down that trail every quite often, a new file will click in and start to play. You always have a bed sound to keep you in kind of in the zone, right? That's what we uh, we decided okay. to do because we found originally when we first were experimenting with it, we found it a, a bit. You know, you walk out of a file and then there's nothing, and then you walk into another one. And you're not sure whether there's something wrong with your smartphone or not in the meantime, you know? Mm. So there's always a bed, various beds, actually. They change and shift as, as you walk through. And um, the material is um, a lot of, you know, they're, most of the they're stories by locals, you know, uh, memories, uh, most of them about maybe a minute or the most, a uh, minute and a half, two minutes, um, uh, about the place. Um there's uh well the, I call it an atmosphere that you know the, the sound beds. Um, I worked with Annie McEwen and uh, Jake Nickel. Uh, Jake is a musician and composer. Lives on the battery, so he Jake did all the sound beds, and um, so you get that. Uh, you get um, there's we have a Governor General's award-winning poet that lives on the battery, so he's there's a poet a poem that we commissioned from him, um, and from Don Mackay. Some of your people might know Don Mackay. He's also a Governor General's Award-winning poet. He lives here. Um, and uh, Lisa Moore, a uh, well-known Newfoundland novelist, uh, I commissioned a short story from her. So if you want to read the latest Lisa Moore fiction, you, you can't buy it at Chapters or your local bookstore. In fact, you can't even read it. You have to come to the Battery and walk through it with the main character in the story. To board turn. It's all in the head. He must turn his head to land the trick. Turn. He turns everything in him turn. toward the leap. I catch it with my first foot and then put the second foot on. Then he's up and spinning in the blue and clouds. The board is with him and they are suspended. I'm up in the air. And now is the point where I have to put it on the ground. And then the board drops. I begin forcing with my legs very hard. And it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And it hammers down and he drops with it and lands on it. Slamming down on the ground. As soon as he lands, he swerves out of the traffic, dips under the branches, avoids the chain link, the cliffs and water. I'm stabilizing myself. Looks in the direction he wants to go. Oh, there's like a glow going around. It feels really nice. And dipping his knees, starts back up the hill. Was all the audio purpose recorded uh, for this project or what, was there some stuff from your archives or how did that work? Yeah, there was some stuff that I, I mean, I've, you know, I've been, cause I've been living here over the years and I, I've made, uh, I made one documentary in particular that I, about some elderly gentlemen that live here. And uh, so I use a bit of that. Um, there's another project that um, I've had on the go for about, so oh, since 2008, 2009 um, called hearsay, which is a, kind of a well it's it's an earlier version of a, of of, a, of this in a sense i mean it, it's you have you know you phone a number you see a sign and the sign is a phone number you dial the number and you punch in the code and you hear a single voice telling you a story it's like the the Mur the murmur project in toronto a bit like that if yeah. people are familiar yeah. with that i mean yeah i mean and, 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 and unfortunately that sort of stuff has been around for about a decade or more. And, you know, the Americans call it cell phone tourism, which is kind of, huh. uh, I don't know. And usually that sort of stuff is, it's an announcer, you know, reading a script. And uh, you are now standing in front of the colonial building. It was built in 1853. <laughs> this sort of stuff, you know, which is just, I think, awful. Um, 
and uh, <laughs> not awful. It's inform. It's straight informative. It's fine it, for what it is, I guess, right? But it's not. I don't consider it to. I, it it doesn't really explore the medium a whole lot. I mean, th- we had the option to um, to provide a kind of remote trigger for the thing, so people could actually, you know, walk through it remotely and hear the the sounds. And I deliberately decided not to do that because mm. it's uh, it's a very different experience listening to audio, you know, remotely. Like walking through it, it's it's very different. I I think it is. You know, like I mean, Don Mackay uh, has a kind of poetic poetic essay about the geology. Well, that's fine. Uh, maybe it's kind of boring, even if if you're not actually sitting on the rock that he's talking about. You know, a lot of this is very directly locative. When you you walk past, uh, and there's a poem. Uh, from Michel Savard, it's about his neighbors. Well, if you haven't walked right past that very spot, some of the stuff in the poem is not going to make sense because you will, will have just walked by a sign that reflects one of the lines in the poem. And you know what I mean? So it's hmm. uh, so we decided deliberately not to let people uh, have a, you know not to be able to have that function on on the app. When I was a kid growing up out here at the Battery, of course. Fort Amherst across the way, the Narrows there, that was called Fort Amherst, the south side, we call it. There were girls living over there, of course, and there were girls on our side right here, but we always thought the girls on the south side over there were prettier than the girls on our side. So when we were teenagers, the boys, we used to row across in a randy and meet the girls over there and talk because our parents knew their parents and everything and they knew off us and one thing like that. And eventually when I guess I was about 15, 16 years old, I had a girlfriend over there. Her name was Hazel and she lived in What about the um the technical side of how to how to put something like this together? Um it seems like uh, quite quite an undertaking potentially. Yeah, it was. It was uh it, well, I mean, you'll be familiar with obviously, you know, recording and shaping a story from from an audio perspective, right? And and so there's a lot of rec- editing and recording. And one of the problems was, one of the challenges was, uh, you know, if you're going to have this thing on location, some of the of the of the audio clips, they 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 say they really. I mean, if somebody will say, look right here, you know, you see that red house over there. Well, the problem is, uh, you know, the, my grandmother was in that house and blah blah blah. Um, so if you're if you're recording somebody actually on the street who's who's locating you, and in a way that's that's kind of great for the listener because you're there and you see it. Like for example, there's a there's a um, it's a painter, well known painter here, uh, Jean Claude Roy, who uh, sometimes comes here and paints. And this summer he did. He he was down. Uh, in the parking lot, uh, painting, and um, so I went down and talked to him, and uh, recorded him a little bit on site, you know. But the problem is, there's seagulls flying overhead. There's occasionally a car that goes by. There's there's like it was wind noise, <laughs> you know. It's difficult for editing afterwards, so it's a bit of a challenge to try and record on site. It's an advantage because you know Jean Claude describes what he's painting and what he sees, so you kind of get to look through his eyes, which is a real mm-hmm. treat—a painter's eyes. Um, but there's an editing challenge, so we, we, there's a lot of futzing around with all that sort of stuff, um, and some stuff we recorded inside and set outside, and some stuff we recorded in a car. And anyway, so that, there's that challenge. But um, then the 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 meat and potatoes of the thing was actually well deciding what material goes where. I think actually we have too much material. I think even now we have too much material in the piece, but I'm not sure really. Uh, one of the problems is 
uh, you don't have control over how long somebody's listening or, and, and how, you know, I mean, <laughs> some people are, are strolling through a point, a, a, a GPS location. Maybe that takes them uh, a minute. Maybe it takes them two minutes to walk through that. Other people are walking fast, so they get to go through it in 20 seconds. So, and other people will stop dead and want to be happy to sit there and listen for five minutes. So how do you plan for that, you know? Does a file stop? Like if a person uh, passes through a, an area, a geo point, do, do this, does the audio stop and start a new one? When they walk out of the area, it stop, they, it fades out. Okay. Uh, but if they if they retrace their steps, it'll come back in from where they left where they where it stopped where it left off. Oh, cool! Yeah, it is kind of cool. Um, but you know, so you never. I mean, somebody's jogging through; they hear a kind of like a fast rewind, I guess, right? Um, can you talk a bit about the uh, the the app framework that you used? I, I think I heard that it was uh, called App Furnace. App Furnace, right? yeah, it's made by Calvium and. In the UK, and uh, and it's great. It's a web-based, uh, you know, software that is actually. I mean, it's, it, I, they've designed it. I think for for artists to use. Um, so it's very accessible and it's very user friendly, and you don't have to know. You don't have to really know code. Uh, we're doing a workshop uh, in a week and a half, myself and Annie, and uh, actually sold out. We have to do. We're doing extra workshops, but our pitch is, you know, you do not have to be a geek. You don't have to have a propeller on your beanie to to do this. It's simple and easy. And we're hoping, we've got mostly at the moment, uh, heritage professionals that are taking it, but as some writers and, and artists, and I'm hoping for more because, uh, yeah, the, the lovely thing about App Furnace, and I think there are probably others out there, but App Furnace is the one that we used, um, you know, is that it really releases you from the technology of it and you can really play with it as a, as a sound artist. Uh, it's great. So I, I think mm-hmm. it's a terrific uh, technology. And so basically you take your, your, your inputs, like your, your files and your, your text and, and uh, I guess even visuals if you want, right? And then you just kind of, it allows you to, to position and do things and create behaviors with the phone. Yeah, it, it basically, you, you, you know, you have a map and you put your GPS points on the map and you link your, your files to that. And I mean, yes, I think it, well, I, I haven't explored its capacity for text and, uh, and video. Um, we just use sound, but the reason for that is that, um, well, I feel that I don't want to take people out of the environment. You know, I want people to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't want them looking at it. You know, I, well, historical signboards. You know, I could sort of hate those things because you're standing up and you're you're not in the, the place anymore. You're looking at a, you're reading a bloody signboard, and it's pretty well the same <laughs> if you're looking down at your smartphone and you're reading text or you know you're watching a video. You're not in the place anymore, and so yeah. So that's why it's, it's completely sound based. Our thing is so that you're there. You know, you're. I mean, a painter is telling you what he sees, and you, you, you're not looking at his face yakking at you on a, on a video. You're just looking where he tells you to look, and uh, and so you're mm-hmm. you're there, you know. Yeah, you've got some you've got some pretty compelling visuals uh, already in place uh, out there uh, in the yeah, battery. Yeah, when you uh, you do a project like this, it it, I mean, it, it was we were really flying by the seat of our pants. It was it was. It was interesting because it's it's all very well to try and get very sexy about, you know, exactly what's going to trigger here and there. And, oh, then they're going to hit this GPS point and that's going to be lovely. But in fact, when you go out and you, you walk through that, you discover, oh, the GPS reception right under here under the cliff is not so accurate. 
shit, you know. Mm. And it, we went out one day when we got, we had a, a test version of it up and uh, and it was uh, coming on for a thunderstorm and everything was all shagged up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, you'd be standing in a spot, you didn't move and suddenly the voice would fade out and we think, what the hell, you know. And uh, then another voice would come. It was the wrong one. It was sort of the next door GPS spot. So GPS is not entirely accurate. And a lot of the experience for me was like letting go of the control of the narrative that I you know, I think we all like to, audio makers, radio makers, we all like to have, you know, you're going to listen to this program and we put a piece of sound in here and this person says that just spot on and the rhythm goes like, ta-da, and it's great. But you kind of have to surrender a lot of that uh, with GPS. Uh, there's sometimes in some weathers, people will walk through an area and they won't, for some reason, it won't trigger. It's happened to me a couple of times. A particular story won't trigger. When you walk back, if you turn around and then walk back 10 minutes later, that story will usually trigger. And I think that people won't know. I mean, people will think, oh, how, I mean, <laughs> we think, people will say, how clever. They managed to uh, get a, you know, have a different story trigger <laughs> when we came back, right? But in fact, it was a GPS mistake um, or a GPS inaccuracy. And, and GPS is, um, if you have big areas, a G, big GPS point, uh, obviously it's much better because you, you know, you can walk in and it, it may trigger right here, or you may have to, tomorrow, it may not trigger for another 20 steps inside of that, or, you know, so, so you, if you have big areas, it's fine, but we have some fairly small areas. Uh, it seems like about, um, about 10 meters is the, is the smallest area that is practical to work with. And that gets a bit dodgy. Uh, anyway, you discover all this sort of mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, it's, 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 it's a matter of you do something, you throw it up, and then you walk through it and you find out where it does and doesn't work and you adjust things accordingly. So you're constantly going out and walking through it on your smartphone. It's really interesting. And, and, and you know, and depending where, where you start and where you go, if you turn left instead of right, you get a different story. I mean, you get a different narrative the whole of, of the whole thing. And maybe you never do hear um, about the skateboarder coming down Schoolhouse Hill because maybe you didn't walk down Schoolhouse Hill, you went up on Fort Waldegrave, in which case you hear about the geology, which you wouldn't hear about if you if you went down Schoolhouse Hill, you know? Um, right. So it's kind of great. I think it yeah. is anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, for producers listening to this, uh, I mean, you, it, it does seem like a really exciting sort of new distribution channel for, for audio. Um, do you have... Do you have advice or thoughts for, for people pursuing this type of project in the future? Well, I think it's, I, I encourage people to play with it. I think what, we, what we've done with it is, uh, I hope it's, I think it's fairly creative, but I think we've just scratched the surface, you know? Like, I would love, I would love to be able to work with uh, fiction writers. I mean, we have, I did work with a fiction writer on one of the elements of this. Lisa, Lisa Moore, and um, but I think we could have pushed that a whole lot further, you know. Um, and and I would love to work with, uh, I'd like to work with a, a a major journalistic institution, you know. I'd love to work with uh, the local the local papers here or the CBC. I mean, I'd love to do as part of a as part of a journalistic series. There's not much journal issue based stuff in our in our piece here, but it would be interesting to you know, look at a, a story that a, a journalistic institution is doing and, and have, so you, you'd, you'd read about it on, in print, you'd look at it on the web, maybe whatever they would use, but you'd also be able to walk through an area, the area where this thing is located. And, and that would be another way of exploring the material 
that you would be able to mm-hmm. see and listen to and experience on site. Anyway, that that that's where personally where I, I would like to go with some of this. But whether uh, there'll be anybody interested or whether there'll be funding for it is another question altogether. <laughs> I really, really appreciate uh, you taking the time, Chris, and uh, thanks so much. Uh, I think I think it's really interesting stuff you're doing, and uh, and and cool that you're you're continuing to uh, to innovate. Well, thanks for thanks for the chat, and and I, if you can make it down here to uh, to walk through inside outside battery, I'd love any feedback that uh, that I can get. Thanks again to Chris Brooks for talking to us about his app, Inside Outside Battery. You can find out more at insideoutsidebattery.ca. This has been Sound Sausage, a project of the Canadian Sound and Story Workshop. If you like what you heard and want us to make more of these things, please rate us and review us in iTunes. Thanks for listening.